This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Raleigh, North Carolina, where it makes sense to eat local food. I suppose that's true for all of the places that we visit. The pizza is best in Italy. The sushi is best in Japan. The cardamom buns are, I think, best in Estonia. You get the idea. Eat what's best in the place where you are at the moment. When we eat Indian food in Raleigh, it's good, but it's not like Indian food in India. It's sort of a poor imitation of Indian food. In Raleigh, what I think is best is the pork barbecue prepared Eastern North Carolina style. It's delicious and it's covered with a spicy vinegar sauce. It's its own Eastern North Carolina thing, and they do it like only Eastern North Carolinians can do it. Sure, they've got pork in places like South Korea, but it's different. And if they tried to create Eastern North Carolina barbecue in South Korea, well, it would be a poor imitation of what they do here. So we're eating the specialty of the region. It's not all that healthy, but it's a big part of what I come back to North Carolina to do. It's time for your tech tip. I'd wager that we are all using Google several times each day. It's still the top dog, but as they attempt to cram more and more ads and sponsored content and endless results from old Reddit or Quora threads into the search results, it has become a lot more challenging to get anything resembling the information you're trying to find. I can't fix Google, but I want to share some additional features and parameters Google offers that a lot of people aren't aware of. If you're searching for something specific or something you know you've seen before, these will help you drill down to exactly what it is you're after. I use several of these daily and and all of them come in handy every once in a while. I'll break these into two general categories, the first one being search parameters. These are essentially special keywords followed by a colon and then your search terms that allow you to really refine what it is Google will show you. Most people are familiar with the site search parameter. You type site colon the root URL of the specific website you want to search, then your search terms, and Google will only bring up search results from that site. So something like site colon roseninstitute.com marketing will only bring up results matching the keyword marketing from roseninstitute.com. But there are a lot more of these parameters that are very useful. In title, that's all one word, all of these are I-N-T-I-T-L-E colon shows results that only contain the words you've entered in the title of the web page. It won't search for your query terms in the page content. But keep in mind that using in title will bring up results that have any of your search terms in the title. If you'd only like to show results that include all of your search terms in the title, then you're going to want to use all in title. Again, all one word all in title. This works exactly the same way, but it will filter out anything that doesn't include every one of your search terms in the title of the results pages. Now, as you might expect, there are in-text and all-in-text search parameters as well. If you specify these options, Google is only going to search the page content, not the page titles, for your search terms. Next up is in-URL. If you want to limit your search so that you only get results where your search terms show up in the URL of the page, that's the actual 
http colon slash slash your site.com slash about us slash John Doe that you type into the URL field, you can do that with the in URL search parameter. And keep in mind that you can use multiple search parameters in a single search. You just type the search parameter, a colon, your terms, then the next parameter, followed by a colon, the terms for that parameter, and so on. So you might do a search that includes site colon roseninstitute.com to limit results to the Rosen Institute website, and then in URL colon marketing to limit the results to pages that include marketing in the URL, and in title colon networking so that you're further limiting results to those pages on Rosen Institute that include marketing in the URL and networking in the title of the page. The next parameter is called file type, and it does what it sounds like. You can limit your search to results that are of a specific kind of file. The format of this is slightly different, but it works the same. You type your search terms, then file type, colon, and the extension of the kind of file you would like to find. This is really handy when you are specifically trying to track down PDFs, spreadsheets, audio files, font files, or anything else. File type colon PDF, or file type colon XLSX, or file type colon WAV will bring up results for those specific files instead of web pages. The second category of search enhancements is what I will call advanced operators. These are some extra bits of syntax that you can use to widen or narrow your search terms. You can use an asterisk to stand in for one or many words in a search string. If you know part of a quote or phrase, but there are a few missing pieces, just replace the word or words you aren't sure about with an asterisk, and Google will match the parts that you are sure about. Google used to allow you to prefix a word with a plus sign to indicate that searches must include that word. This feature is no longer supported, but you can now simply surround any word or phrase with quotes to indicate that exact word or phrase has to appear in the results. But even when you're searching for an exact phrase, you can still use operators like asterisk to fill in a word you aren't sure about. And you've probably come across this last one without even trying, but Google will convert units for you as well. Simply state a value in one unit of measurement and then add the word in and the unit you would like to convert to. This will pop up a handy unit converter and it works for currencies as well. Google is a juggernaut. Love it or hate it or both. It's how most of us do the bulk of our searching. And with a few of these extra tools under your belt, you should be able to get better results on your next search. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. I get interested in an opinion leader that I hear about or read about or see on YouTube or somewhere, and I go looking for more information about this person who is prominent in some way or another. I'll dig a bit. I look for their blog posts and I read them. I look for their articles and their social media posts, and I'll do some searching and I'll find more. I'll find articles about them. I'll go look on Wikipedia and see what is written about these folks. Sometimes I'll dig a little bit deeper and I'll find rough ideas of their net worth or their work history or their education or their family life. I might go and find them on podcasts and listen to what they have to say. I'll often do a YouTube search and watch their videos or the videos featuring them. I go a little bit crazy with the online stalking and I consume all of this 
various opinion leaders' ideas and advice and wisdom. I start to feel a little bit like I know them in a more personal way. And I've done this kind of stalking with all sorts of folks. I've done it with business leaders, opinion leader types, and actors, and news people, and other types of professionals. I often find myself watching or listening to my stalk E in one tab on my computer while I'm researching them in another tab. This stalking gives me a fuller picture of the person I'm researching. I start to have an understanding of who they are and where they're coming from and what their biases are. It's all just kind of interesting. But here's the thing that I have learned. Most of these folks, most of these people who are out in the public eye, they repeat themselves. They repeat themselves a lot. They write something in a blog post, and then they repeat those things in a social media post on all the different social media platforms. And then they say it again on stage when they're giving a speech at a conference. And then they say it again in a media interview or as a guest on a podcast. And they say it all over again on a dozen different podcasts and dozens of media appearances. They take a few words or phrases or paragraphs and they repeat them sometimes 100 times, but sometimes one thousand times. This guy, Scott Galloway, you may have heard of him. He's a New York University business school professor. He's a big media rock star. He ran some businesses and now he's one of these folks that just shows up everywhere. And he is a great example of repeating himself, but he is not alone. The same is true of George Clooney or Scarlett Johansson. They all say the same things. They use the same words and the same phrases. And they say those exact same things over and over again, whether they're on a podcast or a late night talk show or speaking to a reporter from the New York Times or the Guardian. They use the same words, the same phrases, the same inflections, the same terms. They make the same points. It's all the same. And what you come to realize is they work it out. They practice it. They memorize it. They repeat it over and over again. They stay on their message. They use the words that work for them, and they use them over and over. And as a business leader, as a marketer, as a lawyer in your practice, you have an opportunity to do the same thing. We have to deliver the same messages over and over again. We don't always think of our message as part of this larger message, this system. We don't always see the repetition until we are late in the game. We don't realize it until we find ourselves repeating ourselves over and over a thousand times. We go through the process of thinking about what we're going to say each and every time. We don't recognize when we first develop a response that we're going to deliver that response many times over. But if we step back, if we look at ourselves, we are more like Scott Galloway and George Clooney and Scarlett Johansson than we might realize. We fall into these patterns. We refine our stories. We don't necessarily see the big picture. So instead of memorizing our stories and using them over and over again, we keep thinking. Our brains are busy thinking about what we're going to say 
next just before we say it. And so we are consumed by delivering those words because we feel a little bit like we are preparing those words anew each time we speak them. Well, you can take the alternative approach. Whenever you find yourself saying something for a second time, whether it's to a second audience or in a second situation, recognize that this is just the beginning. Go ahead and write it down, lock it down, practice it, refine it, memorize it, put it in your little book, whether that's online or off, put it in your little book of statements and store it for delivery the next time. If you've already said it twice, well, what you know is you're going to say it a thousand times. So lock it down now. Get it written down. Get it perfected. Then when you have to say it again, well, you're ready to go. You don't have to do the thinking all over again. You've done the work. The second time you say it, that's your big red flashing indicator that it's time to lock this statement down. I wish I'd done that better over the years. I'd have saved myself tons of time. I could have written down the things that I said to my law firm team and to my clients and to the judges at the courthouse. I could have done the same thing for media interviews and marketing efforts. I could have done it for the speeches that I gave to my kids over and over again. I wish that I had at the time recognized the patterns that were happening. I wish I could have recorded it all for reuse, just like Scott Galloway. I wish you'd go listen to Scott Galloway. He uses the exact same words over and over. I mean the exact same words. He has memorized these statements. He does these hyperbolic rants. He goes a little nuts. He screams and yells and rants and raves, but it all sounds so spontaneous and so filled with belief. I'm sure that he believes what he says, but as you hear his words, the exact same words on podcast after podcast, when you hear those words in a multitude of other places, you realize that he's repeating himself word for word. He's repeating his exact words. He does the thinking once, and then he takes that thinking and repeats himself a thousand times. Using that approach, he has all this free time for speaking because he spends less time thinking. He's not having to develop an answer each time he's asked a question. He's already got his answers written. On top of that, he gets more of his message into the heads of his audience because he's so incredibly repetitive. Well, you can take advantage of that same approach. Thinking, it's great. Yes, I love thinking. I encourage it. But you don't have to do the thinking for the words that you've used before. Those words that you've already thought of, they are ready and willing and able to be of service to you again. You've already made the thinking investment in those words. Now is your chance to use them again. That is your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Raleigh, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, and getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there I promise we're all in this together and together we build better practices through better marketing and better management and better technology. Until next time, 
I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow. 